Well, this image of ambassador that Paul pulls out comes from his experience with the Roman Empire. The armies have marched and conquered, and now the ambassador is set to come set the terms for the new government. He will set the style of government and help choose the officials. The ambassador will bring this conquered nation into the Roman Empire, lay claim to their loyalty, and make them good citizens. It has happened in this ancient land where Paul and his churches lived. And now, says Paul, it's happening again. Only this time, the ambassador does not come from Rome. This kingdom of which Paul speaks is far grander than that, for it is the kingdom of God. God has come in Jesus to conquer the forces of evil, to establish a new way of living, to bring in a new creation. And you, the church, the church then and the church now, are the ambassadors who come on God's behalf to help set up a new country, to establish a new way of living. Ambassadors for Christ. That's what we are. Each and every one of us, but most particularly those who take positions of leadership. And not just those we elect, but everyone who steps out in service to our Lord. Well, then what does it mean to be an ambassador? First, it means that you are an agent of your government. As ambassadors for Christ, we speak and act on behalf of our Lord. We don't speak from our own authority, but from his. And because we speak on behalf of the one who sent us, we have to stay in touch, right? Were you an ambassador for the United States, the daily diplomatic pouch would arrive with policies, news, instructions. And you would quite literally be told what you could say and what you could not. Well, the daily diplomatic pouches of the kingdom of God are prayer and Bible study, and worship. Through these, we listen for instructions, and we learn what it is we are to do. We learn how to speak for Christ. There's a story of an old gentleman, Scott, I think, whose daily prayer was, this is John reporting for instructions, Lord. It's not a bad way to start your day. An ambassador gives their allegiance to the one who sent them and the one on behalf of whom we speak. And those of us who hold church office owe our allegiance first and foremost to Jesus Christ. Beyond that, we do not owe allegiance to any one person, maybe to a particular congregation. And so we look for what's good for the whole of the church and not just my group of friends. Well, second, to be an ambassador means that you're sent into foreign territory. You know, years ago, I had occasion to meet the ambassador, U.S. ambassador to Barbados. It was really clear that this was a political payoff for someone who'd raised money for the party. He was a tractor salesman from Iowa. And I don't think he'd been out of the country. In fact, I'm not even sure he'd ever been out of Iowa before that. He was, but, you know, he was really honest to admit that all those black folk in Barbados were a really new experience for him. He knew that he was on foreign territory. 
And even in our short conversation, there were times he seemed a little startled to realize just how very different the world could be. Well, as ambassadors for Jesus Christ, we too are on foreign territory. You know, the kingdom of God operates very differently from the world around us. And there are times when we quite literally speak a very different language. The world values money and position and power. We value service. And the one to whom we owe our allegiance is the one that, frankly, the world often disregards. Because while for us, Jesus is primary and we cannot imagine life without him, for others, he's just completely irrelevant. To be part of the kingdom of God is to live in a different world what Paul calls a new creation. To be an ambassador is to be an agent for someone else. It's to live in a different world. And it's also to know that your nation is judged by the ambassador. Even though ambassador is not their official title, just watch William and Kate, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Watch them at work, and you see some very effective ambassadors. The tractor salesman that I met was very aware that he represented the United States. In his own bumbling and rather limited way, he was really trying to live up to the image of what a good American should do. And frankly, I suspect most of us are more like the tractor salesman than we are like the royals. We're not always well skilled in the role that we've undertaken, but we try in our own limited way, to be good representatives of Jesus Christ. Now, maybe like me, you've met some folk who weren't. And you know the kind I mean. There are folk who make me cringe and pray that people out there won't think all Christians are like that. We need to be faithful representatives of the gospel. And you know, if that turns some folk away, well, not everybody followed Jesus. There were some people who didn't think much of him. So we want people to turn away from us for the right reason and not because we're such poor advertisements for what we believe. You know, I have to tell you very honestly, I was really proud of you last Sunday. There were all sorts of rumors buzzing around that kept landing in my lap and I was a little bit nervous about what could happen. But you were the church in the best sense of that. You were good ambassadors for what you believe. Well, like ambassadors, we have a mission. We are charged with the message of reconciliation, which is first and foremost our reconciliation to God. You know, it's always tempting to think we have to make God feel good about us. Please, God, like me. Please, God, take care of me. Don't be mad at me. Give me credit for trying. Do you ever find yourself thinking like that? Mm-hmm. But you know, that's not the gospel. The gospel is that God already likes us, no, loves us. God already cares for us. And frankly, we're the ones who've turned our backs on God. We're the ones who think, oh, I can go it alone, who think God has to prove God's self to us or to the rest of the world. The gospel says that although we treat God in that way, nevertheless, God still waits, still wants, 
still seeks to restore the relationship. And so as ambassadors for Christ, we are called to live as reconciled people, one to another. Is there someone here that you've become estranged from? Make a point to greet them. Hello is not a bad beginning. How are you? That's not a bad second step. If someone reaches out to you, you know, that can take a lot of courage and meet it with a smile. Give them a welcome. Don't hold grudges. Give folk credit for growing beyond that estrangement. The differences and the hurt don't just disappear automatically. I know that. But talking together is a good first step. After all, we are charged to share that good news of reconciliation with a hurting but sometimes contemptuous world. And to those of you whom we ordain and install today, remember that. In the midst of the committee meetings and the phone calls, making coffee, struggling with budgets, all the myriad tasks that fall to the officers of the church, you are first and foremost to remember that you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ, charged with the ministry of reconciliation, charged to share the good news that God wants us back again. God stands waiting with open arms to welcome all of God's well-loved children. So in all that you do, in word and deed, work to make that a reality for everyone. Amen.